Welcome to So You Think Your Car Is Fast, where we dive into the world of high-end, fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car. Join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast. And we're back. So You Think Your Car Is Fast, Season 1, Episode 24. Right? Yes. Ah. We're having trouble counting that high, but yes. We've done 24 episodes. That's almost one a week. No. Two a month. Every other week. Yes. But we started started late. We started late. And we had like four or five in the shoot when we first rolled them. We did. Then we went a a month without doing a single one. Well, we've done... uh, but we started in March, right? So that's seven months. Yeah. And so if we did every week, that would be 28. So we've got 23. Hmm. Sadly, we've had far less content and event coverage than what was <laughs> initially planned as well. This is true. Well, I'm sorry that I got whacked in the head on the last one. Yeah. No, I'm just talking about, I mean, we haven't even gone to half the <laughs> events. Uh, mm. it's, it's been uneventful, but we'll, we'll, uh, We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. I got an email or a text from Steve today. He got back from vacation and uh Oh good. He got back onto my car today and he's gonna he's gonna give me a heads up. Let me know. You know, I think we've moved on to uh cleaning the ejectors. I don't know if you guys remember in Kansas. Um, you know, as we do, we run out of gas, right? In events doing a wide open pull. And um it completely clogged the T1 uh, fuel filter. And fortunately I had a new element. We put a new one in, no problem. I think I made a couple more runs, but we're thinking that maybe something got past the filter and maybe, you know, maybe an injector is clogged. So we're going to, we're going to test those now. So that's the next step. I'm trying to figure out what uh, is, is wrong with, with my car. So. Well, it sounded like when it started getting into boost that one of the cylinders just quit firing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not so many things that can cause that. I mean, you've got compression, you've got air, you've got fuel, and And you've got spark. And so, you know, we're fairly sure there's spark. We're fairly sure that there's air. Last time I looked, we could breathe, right? (laughs) So fuel, well, maybe. (laughs) That's that's the question mark. It's kind of hard to know. So yeah, digging into it. So he pulled the... uh, he tested the O2 sensors. I think he swapped them, see if they were just make sure they were right. They were. Plugs are good. Um, coil packs seem to be fine. Um, so now he's just moving on to fuel. So, but now that he has all of his attention, I think we'll uh, we'll get it worked out, get it figured out. Well, you know, I sent him a text today, but I oh, haven't yeah? heard anything back. Yeah, he's a busy man. I'm glad he got on your car. Well, I'm sure he's on yours too. <laughs> No, I just sent him a text and was like, hey, welcome back to reality. Ah, okay. He, he must know we're talking about him. Well, we, we've got a driver source hat in the house. I yeah. was looking around for mine. I'm not sure. Yes. I have actually several now. I only got one. I have a dark blue one. Actually, I have two dark blue ones and a gray one. How many shirts do you have, though? Driver source? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have that one that Dan gave me when I dressed up as Steve for Halloween. <laughs> oh, that was great. You t- I, 
I love that. Yeah, that, do you that. remember that picture? <laughs> Dude, we gotta find it. Man. Yeah, we got Manny, you gotta find that picture. Oh, uh and then let's see. But and then I seems like Steve gave me one not too long ago. Oh, okay. So just two. Nah, that's plenty. Yeah. So um uh let's talk about purchases. We we have purchases. We have, we have, some, we have some purchases. We've got we want to talk a little bit more in depth with a couple of new purchases for you guys. Uh, we're going to go over my garage build progress. Um, we can talk about other activities that's going on. So we talk about first, Dan, you. Yeah. So uh, I came to the realization that my car is no longer fast because it doesn't run. I've, <laughs> I've been sending the memes of sad Pablo, you know, where he's, he's standing there alone. Right field looking off into the distance and sitting on the swing all by himself and i sent that to john bray today because i'm I'm sad that I, that's looking like my chances of uh of abilene are, are slipping away so i yeah so i decided that it was time to get rid of the 991 gt3 and uh taylor and i came to the same conclusion like almost at the same time and i think at least from my perspective him coming to that same conclusion to sell his kind of self we didn't really talk about it but it like kind of self-validated my desire to sell it to i'm like yeah i think it's time and you know the reason for that is it's a great car i love the car but um they're getting older they were known to have uh some issues with the uh with the cams and they they put a uh a, a hydraulic lifter and a, uh, a 9,000 RPM rev limit on the GT3 for the 991. And the way that they essentially band-aided the issue, because for those that don't know, if you have a hydraulic lifter, you essentially need a stiffer valve spring uh, versus a, uh, a, a non-hydraulic, like a, like a solid lifter that you space uh, yourself. You set the gaps yourself on it. And then the higher your rev limit is, essentially the, the higher spring rate you need also because... You have to be able to return the spring to close fast enough. So it just requires more tension. And so those two things together and trying to run it at 9,000 RPM, Porsche decided, well, we're just going to put a DLC coating or a diamond-like coating uh, on the cam lobes. And that is going to protect the cams from the extra pressure and there shall be much rejoicing. And then <clears throat> if you rewind to the 991.1 cup cars, Porsche actually put Mesger 997 engines in them because they could not get uh, the new engine uh, to qualify to, to, to pass the durability standards that they need. We're not going to get like a cease and desist from Porsche, right? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, this is all public Who are knowledge. These guys telling everybody our dirty laundry. <laughs> you know, this this isn't uh, anything that isn't public knowledge. Maybe I have it more concise than if you try to read 100 pages of it on the Internet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. And, again, there's nothing wrong with the, with the car. But, uh, you know, I'm afraid that if I do with it what I really want to do with it, which is run it at the track at 9,000 RPM for a couple hours a weekend, what, where it's literally sitting at 9,000 RPM for a couple hours, that those cams will fail. The 10 year engine warranty is coming to an end. And, uh, I just didn't want to deal with it. So, uh, you know, the street driven ones don't ever tend to have a problem. It's the tracked ones that do, or sometimes, I mean, it's just like anything else. I don't know about you guys, but 
I have every time I've ever coated anything, whether it be like a heat resistant coating or whether it be a uh, a visual coating or, you know, whatever reason you coat it, they never last forever. They, they never turn out like as well as you hope they will. And I think it's kind of like that with the cam coating, too. Uh, so, yeah, I got the 992 traded the 991 GT3. Um, you know, and the reason I got the 992 is is because I really, really like the way Porsche redesigned it. Uh, they moved the intercoolers. Uh, they moved the airflow uh, for the turbos from going in the side inlets uh, over the tires to actually um, the intercooler air came in the side inlets. Now it comes in over the back of the car and goes down to the intercooler uh, uh, in the back in the engine bay. And I have given like old school air air cooled turbos. Yeah, it is. Top. It is a little bit. I think I gave Manny. A picture of this okay, my reasoning for getting rid of the g33 was a little similar so why don't you tell us about your reasoning it's interesting that we didn't really talk about it that no much. so I, I mean the the thing is that the gt3 was a car that i bought for my wife and when we bought it i was really excited because it was a gt3 and it would complement a turbo really well uh, my wife liked it she liked how it looked and you know i i thought well this is this is a perfect way to get into a gt3 because honestly i don't think i would have bought one myself because it just doesn't have the torque that i like and i'm, I'm and that i'm used to so when my wife decided it was too much too raw of a car like too firm too i mean it, it, too low too too everything um i thought well fine i'll keep it but then I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I miss driving a torquey car on the street. And so I, I started thinking about that. I had I had one guy tell me one time that out of all my cars, he'd, he'd beat me if I was in my GT3, and uh, that was probably true. And then my <laughs> son and I went to Carson Coffee one morning, and we lined up at a like a 50-mile-an-hour roll, and his Mustang just, just gapped me. Uh, and I was like, you know, maybe it's time. <laughs> so it was probably it probably had more to do with, you know, its torque and its capability on the street. And then I justify it with the fact that the 10 year warranty and depreciation. And I I hate to say it, but I do kind of think the values will take a dive at least for a little bit. Right. When those 10 year warranties stop. I'm trying to I'm trying to picture this. So you raced your son. He was in his Mustang and yep, you were in your GT3. They went to Starbucks in Mexico. And uh as he passed you, he had a sign in the window that says, sell it. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> but, but I was like, oh, man. The thing is, is I like I had a I had a C8 pick on me one time with the GT3 uh -huh. and I punched it. And you know what? I I mean, I, I walked away from the C8 uh, and I was surprised. But I was like, you know, the, the GT3, you get it revved up and it, you know, it, it'll it'll go. It, it's not totally gutless. And so I thought, well, my son's got this Mustang, uh, and we're going 50 miles an hour already. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be at least equal. Uh, I should, my, my son's Mustang has a Whipple blower on it. So that matters. Uh, but I mean, he just walked away from me. Like it was like, I wasn't even trying. And I was like, wow, that, that car's a lot faster than this one. <laughs> so I like the nine, nine ones. Um, and I had a real debate on if I was going to do a 991.1 or a 991.2 turbo. I mean, my idea was not to keep it stock. Uh, this might be the first car that I'm buying where I'm like, it's not staying stock. 
but I just want a bolt-on package, basically. Like, just a, I'm going to keep, I, my plan was to keep the VTG turbos and, you know, just make a, a fun little street car. And, and I was going to go with the 991.1 non-S to save money there and, and, you know, do a bolt-on package. But I, I was fortunate enough that I, I found a 991.2 that has some, it, it has some benefits over the dot one. A uh, l- little better fuel system. I think the the intake side is a little bit different. I think it's on the heads. Transmission works a little bit better, and the the S the Turbo S model in the nine nine one point two does have bigger turbos than the rest of the nine nine one point one and the nine nine one point two Turbo non S. So that's what I ended up with. I bought a car that was already bolt on, and now it's going to the shop to. Let's call it, let's call it reliability modifications. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. I Man, mean, look, a 991, you know, full bolt-on VTG, you're pressing your luck on clutches and I think your rods are are at least questionable. So we're going to oh. we're going to uh we're going to make those not not as questionable. Oh, good. Doesn't even see it. Sends it in for a built motor. Nice. Good job, Taylor. So, I mean, built motor, (laughs) I don't know. So, is this like the motor, like, kind of comes apart and they stick rods in, but they leave the the crank and bearings in place? I mean, I don't know what the the whole thing comes out. uh, Well, I think they do. I think they do head studs also. But Mm. they don't do anything to the heads. Leave those alone. No, and I, you know what? I mean, I'm I'm okay with it, and I'm okay with just like a like an eight plate Dodson too. Just uh, all, all I'm all I'm gonna do is have a fun VTG turbo car. Now, the the turbos that are on the car are the older version of like the the VTG 68s, and they've they've got better ones now. I don't know what the specs are, uh, but we're gonna. We're gonna update those turbos too. Yeah, I added the. I sent the pictures, and then I also added the. Uh, is it bad that the the guy I bought it from? I didn't tell him it's going directly to a shop. No, it's your car. I know, but it's gonna come up, right? Because he's gonna be like, "Hey, so what do you think? Delivered yet? <laughs> I'm not just gonna ghost him. That'd be weird." <laughs> you, just say, you just say I sent it off to another shop to be modified. Yeah, maybe. We'll Sam getting some work done before I get it. I mean, I'm I'm excited to get it because it it's a lot more car than what I was expecting to buy. Um, it does not have an arrow kit. I I cannot join the arrow kit fancy club. <laughs> One of them that I was looking option? at, actually several of them that I actually there's a lot of 991 turbos on the market right now with the arrow kit. Oh, but the sellers are different people. They're very difficult to work with. 997s or 991s you're talking 991. about? Did I say 997? I don't know. No, you said 991. Sometimes I don't know what I'm saying. Sometimes <laughs> I don't know what anybody's saying and I have to ask. Yeah, so the, the arrow kit on the 992 and the 991 is pretty much very similar, I think. Mm. Yeah, it is very similar. And I like it. Don't get me wrong. I think the arrow kit's cool. I just, I guess I just put more importance on other stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, I got obsessed by it because I wanted one from my 997 and they stopped making them. And in the 997, I don't know what it is on the other on the newer ones, actually. But on the 997, you have to get an entirely different rear trunk or rear deck lid. Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah. 
and it's not cheap. I mean, like they were like $7,000 just for the rear deck lid and at the tail end of their availability. And I was just like, I can't, I just, the value proposition is not there. Yeah. That's one of those things you got to get it with the car. Yeah. So there's a, there's a photo that Manny has of the 997 turbo, uh, arrow. And it, it's just kind of a, a rectangular shape you've got at the bottom of the of the uh, rear wing and then there's a, a space in the middle and then there's a top wing and for whatever reason uh, was the dot one the same as the dot two arrow yeah on the yeah, nine nine yeah 997.1 and arrow is it a, it's a fixed same. wing too isn't it it is yeah. and it's not dissimilar that much from the 996 arrow right it ha it has some similarities like the like double looking taco. yeah now, for reasons I do not fully understand, it generates more downforce than the stock wing, but it does not raise the drag coefficient of the car. And they do say that if you have that arrow wing on the back that you need to have the matching lip on the front, which I also have a photo of here from Manny. Uh, and the way you can tell them on the 997s are is that they're generally, from the factory, they were painted the same color as the car. Whereas the non-aero lips were the the dark uh, gray, blackish plastic, like the unpainted look. And so, I don't know. I always liked that a lot, uh, which caused me to uh, want one on the 991. And I was looking for a 991, just like Taylor got, basically. And um, I had that little moment of insanity where I said, well, I could just buy the 991 and then I could have all three cars, right? That... That just sounded a little egregious. So I said, well, if I sell the GT3, then I can get the 992 Turbo, uh, which is the car I really wanted. Uh, did, did I hear you saying uh, what wheels does that 992 have on it? It has uh, BC forged, forged wheels. I, I like BC forged wheels. I have those on my 997, and then I also had them on my Raptor. I realized that after the fact that that they're the same brand as yours because mm. I was looking at the at the center cap logo so I was like oh that's what that's what Taylor had yeah it's a different design uh, I like the wheels on your car the design better I don't think these are the ones I would have chosen but the overall package of the car was hard to was hard to, for me to turn down because there was two things that I really wanted in it I wanted the arrow kit just because. Of I think just previously having wanted it and not even been able to get it for a reasonable price. And uh, it had the titanium exhaust already with it, which has Helmholtz resonators oh, built cool. into it. Uh, and the Helmholtz resonators are interesting things. I thought that would be something that would be kind of fun to talk about. Um, you know, everybody's taken the, the old glass Coke bottle and blown over it right and you get that you know that humming noise like that humming frequency that you get out of it and uh, so what they do in the exhaust is you, you build an exhaust you drive the car you put a microphone in the car and you measure the resonant frequency of the exhaust like i.e drone right and then what you do is you do some fancy math and it comes back and tells you how large of a tube you need uh and uh how long it needs to be so basically what they do is they put a closed or a capped tube that feeds 
off of the main body of the exhaust. You can see it in the photo that Manny's putting up for us. They're, they looks like they're bypass tubes for like a like a valved exhaust where that's an extra channel for air to flow through, but it's actually capped on the end. And then what that does is is just like blowing through or, or over the top of a Coke bottle. Uh, as the exhaust blows over that Helmholtz chamber, it creates an inverse wave which cancels the uh, uh, the audible frequency of the drone. So if you do it right, it's a essentially drone free, much quieter exhaust. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of hopeful. I'd never heard of this company R1 Motorsport, but I noticed that uh, Jared, uh, who looked at the car for me before I committed to buying it at BBI, they it was literally five minutes away from BBI. It couldn't have been any smoother. He just drove it over there. Jared gave it the thumbs up, and then, and then the salesman drove it back to their uh, dealership. Um. But uh, Jason, who was on on the last episode, uh, he knew who they were, and uh, and Jared knew who they were. I guess it's a California thing. Found them on Instagram. They seem pretty reputable. So and the and the the quality of the welding and everything looks great on it. So, you know that. And then it also had an M engineering flash tune and flash tuner and everything with it already. So I was like, gosh, you know, maybe I don't like the wheels as much, but I can always change those. Those are like the easiest thing on a car to change. And, uh, the, you know, I don't know how much that titanium exhaust is, but I know it's not cheap. It's gotta be at yeah. least six or $8,000, I would think. Probably. And then the, the flash tunes, another 3,500, if you don't go and, and beg Mitch on the side of the road. So, uh, it just seemed like pretty much what I wanted to do. The only thing I really want to do with it maybe is, is a little bit of change on the wheels. And, uh, and I'd like to get an intercooler upgrade on it since it's so ridiculously oppressively hot here in Texas <laughs> with that tune up, they're supposed to make seven twenty, seven forty to the tires. I know it's so dumb. Wow. And it, you know, one of the, one of the, we were talking about it a second ago, but the, the main reason I like the nine, nine two so much is because of the way they changed the airflow. And so the, the intercooler air you can see in the picture Manny's putting up for us now. It's it's a silver 992. The intake air is uh, is like the blue lines coming down the back of the car, and then what ends up happening is the you know the the air goes through the intercooler, which is actually horizontal in the back of the car, and uh, pushes it down through the intercooler, and then the hot air goes out between the two exhaust tips in the back. And then they uh, they bring the the turbocharger inlet air and the side inlets, and it makes a lot of sense because we've had a lot of issues with air intake temps in our 997s, and people have them in the 991s too for the same reason, is because over 130 140 miles an hour or so, um, air doesn't flow through the intercoolers anymore. Like a high pressure area backs up right at those. Uh, side inlets and it just bypasses the air around the car and the air doesn't flow through the intercoolers anymore and so you know we went to air to water intercoolers just because of a mostly because of a packaging issue like we couldn't get intercoolers where we needed to get them or big enough ones to get them where we needed to get them to get enough air through them so uh the air to water intercoolers kind of alleviate that problem this kind of does too i don't know if, if you can get you know, 1500 horsepower where the air through that intercooler in that location, there might be other packaging issues there, but, uh, for a stock car, just the, the, the way they put it all together, the way the, the way the cars are built and sound and 
and uh and just everything about him i i just really i really like the 992 generation when i saw him i thought it was a big step forward and who has the fastest 992 out there right now is it es motor i just saw that es put up an eight 992 in the quarter in in what do you know what package it is yeah i can tell you here in a second an es 1000 or something that's a good question i don't really know um the 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 991.2 turbo s has bigger vtgs the 992 turbo s has bigger vtgs in compare mm-hmm. and th- i'm saying in comparison to the non to the non s yeah but if you're oh, going okay. to upgrade the turbos anyway i don't know that it matters so much but i kind of wanted to it, stay it, with it the actually does turbos. because the turbine housing is the difference uh mm. and and you i, I mean meh, th- there is a difference i you know you'll have to decide if it's worth it to you but that was one thing that i was looking at because there was a point where i was like well i'll just get a 991.2 non s and then i realized oh wait those are the smaller turbos so if i if i want to stay vtg i still send them out and i'm still handicapped with the smaller turbos so um, well, you can't get it in if you can't get it out. So those those smaller turbine housings will hold you back for sure. All right. Bless so was- Joe's heart. <laughs> I have talked his ear off so much over the last couple of weeks. Dude, Joe's great to talk to. He, he, uh, he's a nice guy. I, I, I mean. All right. So he, I found the, uh, the post from ES Motor. Um, fastest 992 Turbo S ES 900 package in Russia. Ran a 9.07 six, uh, quarter mile um, with a 1.4, 1.39, 60 foot. And um, yeah. Wow. That's, that. I mean, that's knocking on the door of. Wait, what did you say? Did you say 1.39, 60 foot? Yeah, 1.399, 60 foot. Yeesh. Well, supposedly that's, the new that car. like? That's insane. The new cars do a lot better on the short track. I I don't entirely know why. They changed the gearing in first. They they did make the the gearing shorter in first because they have eight speeds now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and there's there's some changes too in like the in the in the front differential. Like it can put more power down to the front and some other things too. They backed it up. They ran three consecutive nine o nine o nine nine o eight and nine o seven. I, w- I wonder if that's a stock motor car. I'm yeah, sure it stock is. engine, stock engine. Probably oh, it is. Steam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, car has completely stock engine, gearbox, clutch, and ECU. Whoa. Intake manifold. Results speak for themselves. Back-to-back three runs. Wow. Yeah, those 992s are just... Well, there you go, good. Dan. You should be I expecting know. a 9.0 out of the box. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think I run nines very often. I had a, a 1999 Mitsubishi Eclipse that I got into the high nines in the early 2000s, like 2001, 2002. That was fast back then. It was really fast back then. It's fast then. now. I ran uh, my yeah, uh, yeah, 996. Just, I had the it, 996 uh, into the nines. It was nine. I ran a 9.8. ran like 143, 144 miles an hour. Oh, this is fastest. I ran a nine eight at like one fifty five or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you were saying that that uh, that car did what one thirty nine sixty foots. My my Eclipse was doing like one fifty ones, one forty eights in that range. Which with a 
well, a six, I say a six speed, it was a five speed manual trans, mm. right? So that's that's impressive, though, guys. E, that's an ES900 package from uh, ES Motor. Wow, yeah. I mean, you know, the, these cars we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, they're going to be going hybrid really soon, right? Yeah, so I don't know, though. It seems like there was somebody that released something that uh said Porsche said they're going to keep the 911. Uh, internal combustion as long as they can. Although that's kind of a throwaway statement, right? Like as long as they can. What does that mean? I think the next version, I think the, the next version is going to be a hybrid. The 992.2 will definitely have hybrids in the lineup from what I was reading on the internet scuttlebutt. But I maybe no that's what they'll hand. do is they'll combine both of them in the, in the lineup. I don't know. It'll be like, you know, you've got a Carrera, you've got a Carrera 4, you've got a Carrera 4S, you've got a GTS. They have so many different models. Some some of those will be hybrids. And then, you know, probably in I guess they're going to have they're going to have to skip 993 because there's already 993s. They're the old ones, right? So the, what yeah, the well, will be 994s? <laughs> yeah, they kind of got some different uh they had to mess up their numbering. Yeah, yeah, their nomenclature got a little got a little muddy, uh, but the nine nine fours, I'm 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 assuming they will be at least hybrid electric in the turbos, and I'm guessing that the only thing in in the nine eleven lineup that won't be is will be a nine nine four GT three, right? Nine nine four GT three be like a four liter or maybe a three point eight liter, uh, normally aspirated engine. I don't know if I had to, if I had to guess, that's what I would guess. And those cars will be half a million dollars when they roll off. Cause everybody at that point will know mm. the game's up <laughs> and they just get faster and faster and faster. Yeah. What, what, what are we going to get a 600 horsepower normally aspirated four liter? Right. Isn't that what the just released GT three something, something at Rensport? Oh, the GTS GT3R. Yeah, whatever it is. It, I mean, wasn't it 611 horsepower? Yeah, one million dollars. Yeah, and that's in race car format where you have to rebuild the engine every 40 to 60 hours of operation too. So, oh, that's not a street car. No, I don't think. No, so. I don't. I don't think it's street legal anywhere. Actually, oh, who the heck's going to buy a million dollar race car? Hey, did I tell you guys I went to the Mecham Auto Auction here in Dallas? Yes. When they were in town last weekend. What did you buy? I didn't buy anything. I did register myself to to bid, but I didn't I didn't bid on anything. Uh, was it Mecham? I thought it was something else. What's it? No, no, What's it was, it was Mecham. And the man, I, you know what? I'm going to make that a yearly event. I loved it. It was fun. Just like you know, they they've got the the guy that's that's working the bidders right in the audience. Like, come on, you can do a thousand dollars more, whatever. Yeah. And then you've got another guy that's on the phone with the guy that's selling the car to get them to take his reserve off. And it's, it's fun. I went to the one fun. here in Houston where Steve was selling his Bronco and uh, it's a cool atmosphere. Yeah, it was. And there were so many cars. It was at the K Bailey Hutchison center downtown. And mm -hmm. I mean, my dad and I walked through and looked at every car they had there from all the auction days. Wow. It took us like two and a half hours, three hours just to walk the the venue and look at all the cars. I mean, it was it was crazy. 
So, but that was fun. Fun time. So, so there were no, were there any potentials for you? Like anything you, did you, did you have to show like a, a bank statement to, to register? What'd you <laughs> see? What did I do? I had to do something. Like I had to give them access to my bank account or it, there's oh. like a couple different ways you can do it. Oh, wow. Uh, and I, I gave them authorization to debit my account is what I did. And oh, then okay. I put down whatever dollar amount I, I said they could debit it for. Uh, and it seems like there were some other ways and there were some limits, right? Like if you just got on, you could give them a credit card and they'd like put a $5,000 hold on your credit card. I, I can't remember what it was. Th there's a couple different ways. I did it just in case, but uh, they had a 991.1 Turbo S that went through, and then they had a GT2 RS, which was cool, and a GT3 RS. Yeah, we talked RS. about that one. I remember you were saying they wanted like 400 and something thousand. Uh, no, it sold. It was like for 390 I want to say. Oh, that's right. It was the low. GT, the yeah. GT2 RS. But then, but well, then you're whatever... Whatever the auction fees are on it, I think it's ten percent at Meekum. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. another forty grand on top of that. Yeah. So it's what not... was the nine nine one? What did the nine nine one sell for? Uh, I don't know. I had to leave before it before mm. it went across. I it didn't sell. Uh. Which, you know, there's a lot of people out there with nine nine one dot one turbo S's that are valuing them way too high it just seems like there are more S's than non tur than you know what I mean. It's like every car, every turbo is an S. It seemed like. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. It looked like it might have been a private seller car, and the private sellers are not really aware of the market. It seems. No, I mean, neither are the dealers. It's it's weird because Grapevine, uh, Porsche. I went down there before I bought the blue one, trying to buy a blue one that they had. Uh, but I there were some things about it I didn't like. Uh, not not least of which was the price. Uh, they you know they want. Two hundred and seventy nine thousand uh, dollars for that blue one they have at Porsche Grapevine, and the same car is for sale in two other places in the country for thirty thousand dollars less. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I feel I'll like Porsche price. Grapevine, they pride themselves on putting their prices up there, even they their department. I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. You know, I mean, I guess if you think about it. If you're the salesman, you, you, I don't know. I mean, if a customer says, look, your price is too high, here's three comps. Uh, you know, I'm not even asking for less than what is, you know, listed in these comps, what these at other Porsche dealers. Right. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's just not representative of, of the market here. And I'm like, well, you're the market here. So yeah. The, the the localized market is less and less. Of, I mean, people are buying cars out of state all the time now. And it's not even high-end cars. It's like, it, like whatever. I, I had a buddy that called me. He's like, hey, I'm thinking about buying this car out of state. It was just like a, uh, that sounds bad, a regular car. I'm just saying everyone's shopping. The world's smaller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The world's a lot smaller than it used to be. Yeah, I mean, it's causing some problems, right? I mean, in some ways... It's kind of bad that everybody's talking to everybody because we're finding out a lot of people disagree about a lot of things. But if yeah. you look at it over a long enough timeline, we're actually making it's a little bit painful right now, but a lot of progress is being made. You know, it's just like you dump the hot water in with the cold water. It takes a little while for things to, to even out. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's happening in, in the car market for sure. You know, uh, they know in the back of their minds that that they're high and they're just hoping somebody who isn't paying attention to the market comes in and buys one. Doesn't want to, doesn't want to hassle with having a car shipped in. 
But I mean, you know, if they're thirty thousand dollars high, I mean, I can go buy my daughter a brand new car for thirty thousand, a nice brand new car for thirty thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to do that. You know, I guess they do have some people that are more detached from value for the for the dollar, and they they see what they want and they buy it. But yeah, you know, I, we're, I mean, we're definitely in a transitioning market where some dealers are are still drinking the kool-aid and then some are like dude we got we have to move product and so we're gonna start dropping prices and that's that's what i saw in my search yeah grapevine got another car for two they they, they said that the original msrp on it it's a 2023 was two hundred and seventy thousand. it's used it has you know a thousand miles on it and they want 300 grand for it and, you know, the salesman, he was trying to help me, bless his heart, I guess, but he was sending me like, you know, sales proposals and, you know, we were 50,000 plus dollars apart. I'm like, I finally, I told him, you know, like, look, I bought a car. It, it is on its way here now. Like you don't have to keep sending me these extremely high price cars. And then yeah. he, you know, he, he didn't believe me when I told him what the price was and I sent him the, you know, the link from the dealership to the listing. And then it was just crickets, you know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Same, same thing. I had, you know, good, good sales guys trying to do their follow up and, you know, Hey, what, what do we need to do? And I'm like, look, I, I don't even want to insult you with an offer because you're so far away from what I'm finding. I just, yeah. I just don't think we can, I, I just don't think we can get there. You know, there. There's a couple of natural factors going on right now. One of which is we're just at the tail end of car season, right? Everywhere else in the country, car season's over. Yeah, here, here in Texas, we car season is maybe March to November, uh, and you know, other places they've already winterized cars and put them up in the you know put them up in the uh, in the garage for next. I mean, year. in Houston, there there's no stopping. <laughs> there is no. It's just yeah. it's just twelve. Houston, oh, yeah. we're gonna winterize this. You're <laughs> we, what? We we have uh, what our favorite. That? Our favorite meats are from November to March. You know, well, those are the only ones where it's not ninety-five degrees and one hundred and ten percent humidity. Yep, Houston has its own has its own battles. I can smell Houston when I'm <laughs> seventy-five miles away from it. You we get can, a little we get a little armpit sweat, don't we? <laughs> you can smell it. I swear. I don't know if it's the armpit sweat or if it's the if it's the refineries. Um, Houston also has no concept of zoning. No. Which, you know, <laughs> I'm totally into freedom and do what you want, but let's not put the, the hotel, you know, 80 feet from a oil refinery where you open your blinds and you're looking at, a, at the at all the chemicals blowing out of the stack coming at you like, you know, you're just talking about Baytown. Yeah, I am talking about Baytown. <laughs> <laughs> it's ugly. It's bad. <laughs> All right, so what's uh what what are we doing for Abilene, guys? Are we gonna make it? I it somewhat floated the idea of bringing the nine nine two to Abilene. You gotta bring a nine nine two. You got it. and she didn't seem stressed by that. So wow. Yeah. Oh, you can you can bring the nine nine two, right? Heck yeah. I'm just gonna put it on the trailer and pretend it's red. And so. You know, I I did send in a uh, a rules waiver request to Nicene to see if I could put a manual transmission shift. No, nozzle. sir. No, sir. You may not. I am. It has you been. No. Other people have gotten it done though. 
I other people have gotten it done. That guy, what was that guy's name? Buddy something? The guy with the with the, with the with Camaro? The Camaro, and he had like oh, a God. sequential, well, you got to move the lever to shift it. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Good try. Yeah, he took my first place. Well, I mean, to answer your question, Taylor, I mean, I mean, Steve's got to figure the car out. So, he's yeah, gotta... I guess the, in the next week, we're me and Todd are gonna know, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I mean, I would have said that yes on mine, easy. But for some reason, everything that I have done, regardless of how small it is, it fills up whatever time window. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I mean, so we, we'll see. I mean. I did just get a text from Steve just now. Oh, what did oh. you say? Uh, I mean, it, n- nothing. Because I didn't really <laughs> ask for an update. I was really just trying to make contact. Because there's a couple, I think I told you, there's a couple things on my list that I know he's going to text me back and forth being like, what the crap do you want to do here? Because I tore my front lip off the car. And I oh, know my. that lip back on is going to, we're going to have to get creative with it. So I think... Uh, he says he'll have a better idea of what's going on tomorrow. He got back at midnight last night. Oof. So, well, he's probably that, that's fine. Uh, I'm headed out of town later this weekend anyway, so whatever. But yeah. I would like to get it back so we can ensure the transmission is dialed in. And I mean, it'll. I think it will run fine the way it is now. I will just be short shifting a little bit. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you have the ability to adjust the shift RPM? Mitch can. Mitch can. Uh, yeah, and and that's what I would like to do, but that's going to require some time because I need to get the hardware and then involve Mitch and Tuner and everything. But but I figured if we get it on the dyno at Steve's, get it all tuned, we can at least see where my power band is and how big of a deal or where we should target the shifts anyway. Yeah, you know, I have absolutely no idea where you're supposed to shift that engine, John that's a John B thing, right? Well, the the problem that I've had is that the last year we we've been chasing we've been chasing problems trying to band-aid everything and that and I you know. So, I don't know. Right now, I think I think it's shifting pretty much at stock shift points, which is like 68 to 6900 mm, You need to go high. You need to go to 7500, 7700, I would Probably. Think. And I I have that I have that on one TCU, but that TCU has some things that are, it seems like they're a little too aggressive for streetability causing mm. errors. So we're going to have to, I've talked to Mitch about it and he's, he's ready to do stuff too. I just need to get the car back. Well, hopefully you can get it back in like the next, within the next two weeks, because then you can have a little bit of time to play with it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm hoping. Have we booked hotels for uh traveling do we need to do that i have not um, booked hotels i have not even entered i'm, I'm not even registered yet yeah <laughs> oh jeez i'm gonna I'm stay gonna in the rv i mean i'll stay in that rv park that's across the street you know so. what the the best way to make a race is buy a car that the only thing you can change is the tire pressure yeah I and mean, that's why i bought the gt3 originally is because i was afraid of going down rabbit hole two cars at the same time but I've, I've been historically pretty well behaved about that. I've only ever had one modified car at any time other than I got in trouble for putting the exhaust on the GT3, but I don't really consider that like modifying. No, nah. it's just kind of like, you know, yeah. I don't I joke and say modified. cars are my vice, but they literally are. 
Yeah. I can tell you why not to modify all the cars you have. Well, it's problematic when they all misbehave at the same time. Yeah, it is. How many cars do you have misbehaving right now, Taylor? Well, let's see. I have three cars at home and well, only two of them are mine. Three One cars sounds like a good number, right? I have seven if you count my daughters, but she's off at school with it. So yeah, so that's that's not good. That's less than 50 percent. Yeah. Although, like I was telling Todd, I've I've received positive news today on some of them. So oh. I think we're finally making progress. So, Taylor, um, did you tell us when you think you're going to get your car back? I don't know yet. I don't know. I, I meant I, the uh, 991. Yeah, I I talked to Joe today and we're, he's getting everything written up and stuff. And then I'll then I'll bug him next time I talk to him about uh Turn around. Turn around. At one at one point we were talking about just doing a basically an ES eight hundred setup, which is boltons. Uh and he told me turnaround was three, four weeks. So there's so, a chance they could bring it to Abilene? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh because I'm it's different stuff now. So I think part of my wait time will be parts supply. Ah. So I, I don't, I really, I really don't know. Hmm. Maybe by the end of the year. I hope so. I mean, yeah. I, I hope so. Cause he acted like it wasn't what I was wanting. Isn't that big of a deal that they do it pretty regularly. Okay. So we'll see. Cool. He, should have, he should have my car by see what's today. Tuesday. He might get it tomorrow. Latest Thursday. Oh, so it's in route as well. <clears throat> yeah. He said they've got, what what's the race they have going on? Pocono, Pocono. Oh, Pocono. the uh, race motive. Pocono. Yeah, Pocono. I I was like I could see the word in my mind, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they they have that that they're doing, and then I think um, Florida two K is coming up at the end of the oh, month. Yeah. yeah. So he said they are busy, but they can they can get it in. And well, you what you ought to do is try to time it so that. Uh, when you pick it up, there's another one of those race motive uh, races. You can fly up there, do a race motive race, because uh, it's not too far from AIM, right? That's in it's it's nearby, isn't it? How fun it would it be to do one of those races with an 800 horsepower car, though? Eh. I mean, it's probably better than not doing one at all, and having yeah. Joe and the AIM o team there. Honestly, I time. don't I don't know what this car is going to make. It already makes 840. Oh, okay. Uh oh, Taylor's gonna is telling us it's gonna make over a thousand. It should make a thousand. Uh, I don't. I mean, I think I think they're gonna call what I'm doing ES nine hundred, but I don't know what that is gonna make. I've learned that the ES numbers are they're like they're not they're not real numbers. They're like if they say it's a nine hundred, then it's then it's more. It's, maybe yeah. it's crank, maybe not crank numbers, but maybe it's wheel numbers. You know, it's like well it's like really low wheel numbers it's like yeah i don't i don't know how they do it either because when when my 997 was es 700 i don't think it made 700 i mean i don't made more i think it I, made... no i think it was i think it was less than that huh that's but i don't know i never put it on a dyno I, I don't know i can't remember what joe told me but the the thing is is the power it makes right now the 840 is on you know like 100 octane plus meth and it's probably it's walking a line. So I'm I'm I'd be ecstatic if it makes 850, but safer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I think it should. 
Mitch was telling me the 992s will make over 800 with methanol, but I don't think I want to put methanol on the car at all. I just want to run it on, on you know, not, good old... Here's, here's what happens with methanol. Oxygen. You Can don't you, want it. I was so happy when I got rid of all the methanol on my cars, and then you go do one event, one day to log, where your intake temps shoot up, and you're like, nah, I'm putting methanol on. Can you easily convert the 992 to uh, flex fuel? Uh, don't know. No idea. You know, you might you might have some serious gains with just ethanol. I think the issue is is that it's a direct injection engine. It's the it's the it's the descendant of the nine nine one direct injection engine. So I mean I think the fuel system is probably flows more than the nine nine one fuel system does. Or maybe it's the same as the nine nine one dot two. But uh, that's where you run into limits is is being able to flow enough fuel and then you need, you know, maybe maybe it'd work really well with like E thirty. Hmm. A lot of people do E thirty. Yeah, it seems like 30% ethanol. Some, yeah. Somewhere there was that that's kind of a pain though, too, because then you have to make sure you're getting the right amount of ethanol in, which is dependent on two things: how much fuel you actually have in your tank at the moment of putting ethanol in there and the ethanol content of what you're putting in. It's yeah. it's juggling, man. I ran a tune like that in, in my old F-150, and it was a I mean, yeah. I, eventually I was like, like ah, whatever, I'm just gonna put it in here. You're like a lab chemist. Oh, I mean, is that enough ethanol? Oh, is that enough? Yeah. I used to just mix it in my garage. We'd get like a. Yeah. Get like yeah. a. Some, a, some of the fueling stuff is, is problematic. Yeah. Nowadays, I don't want to be the gas master and be mixing yeah. fuels. I Yeah. It's no fun. Well, even my TRX, I, you know, I've, I put a smaller pulley on and, and fill it up with E85, and then I hear that I have to drive up to Oklahoma to go get a a side by side that's broken, and I'm like, oh crap! Now I got to tow, and I'm not going to tow on E85, and you can't get out to Podunk, Oklahoma, and fill up with anything decent. So then I have to change the pulley, flash it back to 93, and got to make sure I, you know, use the whole tank. It, it's it's a whole ordeal. The the joys but, of modified cars. Yeah, yeah. But I do it anyway. It'll Why? be so easy know. when we have electric cars and all we have to do is just turn up the volume. <laughs> turn up the knob. Charge it up Charge it up more. That's all it's going to be, man. So, well, we didn't talk about your garage yet. Yeah. Um, I have some progress on the garage. We've got the sticks up. Basically, we have uh, two by fours in place. And as you can see, it's going to be a gym and a bathroom and an upper loft um so some more progress and it looked like you were going to get a carrera rs or the <laughs> is that what i noticed on the well as, as you can see in my in my latest example i have two 911s and a lambo um but yeah no i wanted more room so i changed the design up a little bit i wanted more floor space so now you know if i if i double lift everything it's a 10 car garage you know so there you go yeah, so I'm happy about doing that. Plus, I didn't need that much loft space, so cut that back a little bit, and I'll have a, a so I'll have a, a nice place to hang out in too. That'll be cool. Is it air conditioned? Yeah. Oh, Whole I thing. like it already. Mm-hmm. It's big enough that the entire RV can be fit in, and the door closed behind it. Garage doors go on tomorrow. Woohoo! <laughs> oh. Yeah, electricity. Oh, the neighbors is out. 
the, the, the power is being run. Um, at least all the wiring's going to be run this week. And then the meter's coming in, um, I think on Friday. So we'll be, we'll be powered up this week and then the garage doors will work. I think the garage doors are going to be installed before there's electricity, but, uh, they're going to bring a generator to make sure all the doors work before they leave. I was going to say, don't let those guys leave until, (laughs) until those doors are, are aligned and adjusted and lubricated and whatever else you can think of because the, yeah. And get them to come back. Right. Yeah, no, they'll all be them. working. They'll There's be working the difference tomorrow. between before they have your money service and yeah. after they have that, money that's service. like a, a problem across all industries right now. People complete jobs and then don't test it out. I, I had the electricians at my house the other day, they were putting the, the light on the basketball court mm-hmm. and, and they had it all done up and they, you know, they, they were talking to me the whole time and where they want, where I want the switch and whatever. I come home, I turn the light on. I'm like, awesome. Then I hit the light, turn it off, and I'm like, not awesome. It's not oh. turning off. <laughs> You're like, no, it's still awesome. And, and I was like, uh, maybe I don't know how to work the switch. Because it was one of those like remote, like the t- top half and bottom half switches. And and so I was like, oh, crap. Oh, oh, oh. And then I started looking at the switch, and I realized the box that they put around the switch, like the waterproof box, uh, like the, the plate that was on it, it's like the plate was a little bit too tight. And it was pushing the top trim down just enough that it wouldn't, it would like the push button switch. It wasn't letting the button pop back out. So then I had to take it all apart and I used my wife's little like fingernail file to (laughs) file a little bit extra. It works fine now, but I just thought we, we didn't try that before we left, huh? That would have been a simple on off. They'd have known. Yeah, I like, like, I really like this electrician. I use him for everything and they're good guys and a, I, but this time I was just like, okay, we didn't, we just didn't, we just skipped that step. Cause that light is too big and too bright to leave on all night. Yeah. I, I would get some neighborhood complaints. Yeah. We have one of those lights as well. And it's, it's like the surface of the sun at night. I mean, it lights up everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like a big giant pro- commercial grade LED yeah. <laughs> light. I mean, Ooh. oh, it's a good light. I just need the ability yeah. to get off. So that's the update. Excellent. Well, I think I'm going to send the sad Pablo uh, memes uh, again to to Steve now. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, this is me thinking about Abilene with little sad Pablo. Oh, well, yeah, it's not his fault. No, it's not. It's not. Technically, it's my fault because I delayed the engine project by how long trying to get those cam housings? I mean, months. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a long shot to get your car done this year. So. All right. Well, good news is I don't have to pay for the engine until he's done with it. So <laughs> it's a delaying, delaying the inevitable. Mm hmm. <laughs> Although I did I did put money down for parts. Uh, so. He's he's whole, but on what he's outlaid to get the parts. But yeah, but yeah. I would I would love to pay the the other part of that invoice so I can I can have the engine. I mean, you know, I was I was thinking two ten two fifteen and Abilene was was the thing, um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe one seventy five out of the blue car. What do you think? Are you 800 wheel? Seven something. 
the Gintani 992. Well, I don't know what it was. A I, I think he it was a 900, like 181 ish, wasn't yeah, he? When he was it was 900. So, but, but did he have turbos on that too? Yeah, he was I modified. Have no idea what they did to that car. He was making 900 wheel, is what he told me. I looked at that car and I and I just I kind of had this this air of I can't afford it. I can't even look at it. I don't even want to know about it because otherwise I'm just going to get myself in trouble. And then it happened anyway. So, <laughs> and now you're definitely in trouble. So that's yeah, fun. yeah. Well, I'm happy for both of you. I cannot wait to uh, to get something a bit more modern and not such an event car. So. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode of So You Think Your Car Is Fast, episode 24, right? Did we establish that? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So, we can uh, count that high. Yeah. We're doing an episode roughly once every two weeks. And we're going to do we're gonna do more. Who, what do we have coming? I, I know we have some things coming. What are we going to say? What do, we, what do we have coming? Well, I mean, if, if, Taylor, if, we go to, if we go to Abilene, we got lots to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we got some people coming on, right? Oh, guests. Yeah, we're gonna have some guests. So, we'll we'll announce those guests when we have them firmed up. So we we yeah. we do have one, uh, verbally firmed up for right after Abilene. Yeah, and and that one could be really interesting depending on what happens at that. Well, it'll be interesting anyway, but it could be extremely interesting depending on what happens at Abilene. Absolutely. All right, boys. Well, we'll okay. see you next time. Okay. Drive safe. Thank you for listening to So You Think Your Car Is Fast podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And please leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.